Hello and welcome to Bluebells Forever, a podcast with interviews of Bluebell dancers past and present. Join Sherry Lewis, a Bluebell herself, as she leads us on a journey through story and experience. And now here's Sherry. So I am talking to Jane Sansby, who I will let her clarify where she is. Obviously, we're still both in quarantine, but I met you when I was at the reunion in um, Paris at the Lido when we got to have our dance class, which I'm still on a high from because it was beautiful. And I'm going to start this interview with what you said when all of us older ladies were feeling it on that stage during one of the promenades, as you said, ladies, live your best life. And then I got, all of us got teary, but there was, there was so much of how that class was handled. Um, I feel like there was respect both ways for bluebells, like older ones getting to be in that place, getting to see you who keeps this together and be with one of the younger dancers in the show teaching us and see the show. So there was, um, I feel like when you said that live your best life, I have a feeling that's, that's, that infiltrates how you run the show, how you do. So can you, tell us what your position is and how you came to be that well my name is Jane Sansby as uh, Cherie just said Um, I am the ballet mistress uh, maîtresse de ballet at the Lido de Paris uh, now since um, 2000 and um, 2015 but I was in the artistic team as assistant maîtresse de ballet since 2008 Um, So I do have a wonderful job of uh, looking after 85 artists, bluebell girls and and boy dancers. Um, As you said, Cherie, you were part of the wonderful dance class that we put together at the Bluebell reunion. And I think we can safely say the emotion and the passion that we felt in the two hours we were together could have gone on for maybe six to eight hours for you ladies and it was wonderful to to be able to give you that sense of uh, uh, the re-comeback on the stage for the ladies it was taken by victoria harrington who's one of my bluebell captains and i think it was an amazing morning that we had um in the bluebell reunion yeah it was it was so great it just added a whole different element. And what was so fun is to get to see the show that night and recognize some of the choreography and know like that it was gently modified for us with our, uh, our legs being the age they are. But there was something really fun to recognize, the, to see that. Like we know that we were on there and to recognize um, Victoria. And wait, was she in the show? I don't think she was in the show. I think yeah. I could look at her, but I don't think she was in that night. Yeah, maybe. I, I, it's, it's a long time ago now. I don't remember. <laughs> but uh, normally she was always there yes so uh, can you can you tell what your job entails because even I think we talked before we start recording what ballet mistress means something to people that know that but like if we're listening to this we would think you're making them take ballet and that's not what your job is ballet mistress or maîtresse de ballet I'm in the the management artistic at the Lido de Paris and um, I have a team of eight 80 dancers whether we're there's permanent contracts and there's um contracts short-term contracts that uh, fluctuate the whole time we have 45 dancers on the stage every evening so the goal the first goal is to have perfection and 
elegance and excellence in the show nightly. Um, I work within a team. Very important part of my my management is to have a team and the my team with my assistants, my captains, it filters down the boulders within the triangle and the pyramid make as achieve every evening and in every project that we, we work upon um, to have the, the result, which is what is asked by our direction, elegance, excellence. Um, I, uh, it, my, part of my job is such a passion. The artistic side is passionate. Um, to be able to uh, work with the team daily is, is one part of my job. Then there's all the direction side of events and management, uh, working with uh, Sodexo uh, Sports and Loisirs, who are our direction now. It's, it's a huge entreprise. It's a, a huge uh, company. So all that part also has to be done by me, which is so interesting, the financial side uh, uh, and all that. And then also we have to remember that there's many events, internal events that we're asked to do, which I love the artistic side of choreographing, changing, going to venues, traveling abroad. Um, I mean, amazing projects that were put upon with the Bluebell Girls and we travel still worldwide. And then also the casting and the auditions of the, the Bluebell Girls, which is in a very interesting point every year. Um, when we do two open auditions yearly in Paris uh, to find the next talent, the next person who will be able to have a bluebell position or a dancer, a, a, male, a male dance position or an attraction. Um, it's just, it's so exciting when you have uh, an audition of 50 people and you can maybe find 10 who, people who might be on the right track to have the next jobs that may be available but also you may do an audition of three people or ten and you only find one but you're only looking to find the right people to rejoin the company which is so important which is uh, I know you're going to ask me what are the criteria <laughs> what do we look for um well for the ladies um the minimum height is one meter 75 I'm sure you know that from other people in the interviews uh Strong technical um, classical training is always seen, always shines through, whether they're jazz, contemporary side is maybe slightly less. They have the classical training. It's so important because you can, we can mold, we can develop, we can train, we can change. If you have the training, you can go into most styles of dance. Um, the height uh, a, a personality, a personality. Yeah. We always, it's very important when we, when we audition that we always interview. And the first, your first feeling of someone is very important, very important. Um, so yeah, my job is quite global. Always feel, always full, a busy day, a very, always a busy day. And you were a Bluebell before you uh, became this position at the Lido. So was that your first job as a professional, was a Bluebell dancer or what was your dance career that got you to that? No, I, I, trained, uh, I trained from as many young dancers from being very young. Actually, I started only at eight years old. And then I trained in, um, went very quickly into my classical training uh, in the north of England. But then I went to stage school in London, Lane Theatre Arts, which was a great uh, diploma course. I came out, I travelled um, in my first three years. 
uh, on the big cruise lines with Cunard line. Um, I taught as well because I'd had my teaching qualifications in between jobs. I did lots of uh, uh, a good three or four years before I joined the Lido company um, as a bluebell. So I joined the, as a bluebell, being just a bluebell and loved every minute of it. Very quickly to pass to be a swing, which means you change places in the show. And then there was a change of show 18 months after I started and I'd already become a swing and my captains were leaving. I had two wonderful captains, Heather Nutting from the USA, actually a wonderful lady who, who I will always uh, appreciate what she gave me as a young bluebell um, and Nikki Ross Rogeri. So I, 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 I moved on from them and my director, my maître de ballet at the time made asked me to be captain of the new show, which was C'est Magique. So I did Bravissimo. Um, I did the, the setup of the C'est Magique. I also did the setup of Bonheur and also in an artistic different position did um, uh, Paris Merveille. So that's four shows and 27 years. It's a, uh, it's a long time, but it's been a wonderful career. And I'm very, very proud to, to have been able to achieve what I've achieved. Um, 15 years as Bluebell captain was amazing, already a wonderful position. And, um, and then transferring over into the artistic management has been a, a very, very um, positive and uh, passionate and rewarding uh, position to have. Well, there's, um, I think when people think someone's worked in a theater for that long, that they're doing the same show all the time. Like, for one thing, you've done four different shows, which is a huge switch over because everything, like the cost, everything changes. So you're learning something new, you know, every few years, but also within the show each night. Like, can you talk about how that works, how people rotate through? So it's never the same show and the purpose of that, because I feel like that's a little more unique than some of us back in the day that. This, I love how that you guys keep it mixed up all the time. Yeah, well, I, I think something that was very important for myself and my team now, and even when I was still working on stage, we, I tried to do that as well, um, is, is you, when people are on uh, long, longer contracts or stay within a show because you have that opportunity in, in Paris to be able to stay uh, within, the, within the contract, um, you have to be very careful that we don't, they don't get in a rut uh, to do the same thing every day. So to motivate every artist is, is, is very important. Um, not everybody can be a principal. Not everybody could be a flying attraction. Not everybody could be uh, uh, the comedy part. But ev the, everybody, has, um, everybody has a purpose. And we, you can always make, um, we, we try to make it possible that people change around in the show so we're never doing the same position so that there's always a goal to be achieved. And we have in, in the Paris Marvay show many parts, uh, uh, different elements that people can work as couples, as trios, like we talked about the tango and the musette. Um, mm. And these are, I mean, the, the musette tango is so technical. Technically, um, it's a very, very difficult piece of choreography to do. There's six couple, three couples who work it nightly. So you can imagine if there's three couples nightly, then I need about 15 couples to make the days off, the holidays. So everything is repeated 
three or four times uh, so that we have enough replacements to do that, but every replacement has to be of a, the correct standard. So the motivation of artists to, to teach them and to let them be able to do other tracks, as we would call it in the show, is a very important uh, part of myself and my assistants, my, especially my assistant and my captains, to, to keep that good positive energy. That's what I would say is important. So is there ever a period where the dancers just come in and do the show or is it like there's put in rehearsals or like, do they go long periods of time without extra rehearsals or cleanups or is there always something to come in? The, the, the Lido stage is full every day. There's either, there's either a rehearsal on it or there's some work on it or there's an event on it. And um, so, by the time you've put your rehearsal dates in the calendars on the computer screens, and then the technical people have put their people in, and then the events people have done their events, there's never a moment that the stage is dull, you know? So we're always working on something for the future. Then there's also events that ask us to rehearse, to go uh, to Spain, to Pologne, to Varsovie, uh, to make a gala somewhere else, or, you know, big, big companies, eventual um, companies that we work with. We've done some wonderful galas with big companies too, which are always fantastic. You know, they take two to three days rehearsing each time and each event is different. But that's the fun side. That's like, let's play and let's have fun. But um, yeah, we do rehearse. There's the rehearsals for cleanups. There's rehearsals for new people coming in, which takes, we normally give uh, 15 to 18 days for a new dancer coming in. Um, but then they have to rehearse with the company because if not, there's the danger and the security now. Health and safety is such an important part in, um, well, I think in everyone's lives now. Um, yeah. We can't let anybody just be put at risk for any reason. Um, but um, yeah, there's always rehearsals going on. Rehearsals for whatever reason, there's always a rehearsal. But I don't, I don't take every rehearsal because you can't be everywhere in the building. Right. I have my takes or depending what it is, where you have to be and what is the importance of the day. Well, that's why you said that pyramid seems so, so important so that you don't burn out and then let other people who have these talents. Yeah. When I'm this, I, wanted, I think I was saying like how... I still can't believe I got to do this, that someone pays you to dance and then you get to travel, but to do the, the show now where you get to do that show and get to go travel to other countries, like this is, this is amazing dream job. If you, yeah. And it's always fresh. So you're not, I think a lot of people assume once you get in the show for this is an older standard that you're done, you don't have to work anymore. But the fact that they're always growing and, and they're going to grow. By important. It's important to keep the fresh. It's, important to keep the freshness the motivation and also for the artists um, uh, I, I know for my artists now um, many of them uh, we have an age span which is very different but they all think as well a, a big majority of the artists now are always thinking of their reconversion to the future they start to train in other elements, whether it be uh, in uh, design, whether it be in technology, whether it be in, in law, whether, that, you know, many of them are training personally online 
or they're doing study courses or we you know it's we have fantastic opportunities to to train within the company you can take a year out you can do um which what i think is just amazing it's it's yeah. great artists to be able to prepare for the future well I've, a lot of people i've talked to that you know started out as a bluebell tell them that they actually like that they're a swing or they can be a captain or in management because I think, you know, if you're only short term, like I'm going to be a professional dancer. And then when your body tells you you're no longer doing that, a lot of people don't have a, what's the next step. And I love that there's so many of these, these people I've interviewed that are there have their own studio. So they have that ability to teach because they can teach what they've learned. But like, like you had management outside of this, like you said that you were doing some event planning. So it prepared you to take over. Yeah, they don't just throw a dancer who's fresh in there to take over as ballet mistress. Like you have to have those tools, but. Well, you have to have, a, first of all, the experience like in any big job position to, to be able to, to step in. Also, uh, I was, I was the 38, 39, 30, 37, I can't remember now. Um, in your career, you also gained many. Um, I, I had my teaching exams from the UK when I was uh, 19, 20, so you're young. I redid my teaching exams and my baccalaureate uh, dance in classical dance in anatomy music when I was in France at 28. You also train in other management courses while you go along because depends what your, your, your skills are, depends where you want to go. I also worked for, as I said um, to you, I worked with other companies, training uh, dancers and artists, uh, mainly attractions in circus land, which gave me much, uh, a huge background of information, which I didn't realize at the time I was going to use when I was going <laughs> forward to where I was going to. And you realize, my goodness, all those people I worked with for 10 years from in, in my late 20s to 30s, I've come across them all now. Really? And um, it was, yeah, very helpful. It was when I was going into new projects and, and working with old people, outside people, people who ask you to create events, uh, um, the new direction, the uh, artistic Franco Jagan and his team. You realize that, um, yeah, you grow everybody grows you keep growing you absorb and you move forward to um to put your your skills um where you need to have them but you know uh, it was very important to train and to keep learning because we learn every day oh and there's something um that's so beautiful and say like oh i'm done with shows i'm gonna go do management but the fact that you get to do it within the artistic community you get to still be in that world and have, but also you, it sounds like you, you are allowed a lot of creativity. You're not just managing people. You still get to do the, the creative side, which is beautiful. Yeah. I, think, I think when people leave those, they might think that part's done, but you get to have both. Many, many people ask me um, when, when I left, when I, when I, I finished, I finished quite quickly to transfer over. Do, do I miss the artistic side? And I, wow. Wow. It was such a question that I didn't have time to miss it because you're still within it. And because I would always be Bluebell captain and I was always training people, I do so love that part. The, the, the pedagogy, the teaching, the, the development of artists, how they grow, how they change. That part I always loved. Um, now when I'm creating and somebody said, oh, come and do me a 
two four minute numbers we're going to channel one television or tf3 or we're going on cbs or whatever you know now it's so much fun to do those and um because you have you gain um, they want the style of bluebell they want the style of a bluebell girl they wish the cabaret so all that is in me since 27 years whether it be the old styles the numbers when we go we can use sometimes from the old shows certain clips um which i learned throughout my time in the Lido White, somebody taught me all that. And I love to portray that and give that to the artists of today, whether, whether we're in 2020 and we're doing choreography from now, or we're doing choreography from 1995 or 2000 or from before, the artists love it. Do they? they are, oh, they love it. And, um, and us, me too, I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a throwback in time of, um, you know, I did four shows, but there's much more before that as well. And yeah. um, uh, yes, it's, it's wonderful to be able to still create as well. And, um, and to be able to give the, the Lido style as, as the bluebells, which we do. And as I say, to, to be a ballet mistress, maitress de ballet, uh, as Miss Bluebell was, I mean, it's a, a great, uh, it's just, it's iconic, it's a legacy. And I'm, I'm very proud to, to, to be able to continue that job and to do that uh, passionate, passionate, uh, um, yeah, it's just it, the, the artistic passionate side to the job plus to create the management and everything. It makes it a very diverse job position, which is so interesting. When we had talked about how Bluebell treated her dancers so well. So I love that you have the history because I feel like a lot of times people don't have the connection to the lineage, the, you know, the, the legacy. And so it sounds like you definitely have this beautiful understanding of how Bluebell treated her dancers and that it's still alive and well. Because I know like in a lot of the dance world, the dancers are not always treated that great. And I feel like there's some kind of mutual respect that has been there. I didn't, I, I didn't work with Bluebell. Yeah, so I know that that's... It's so not, it's I, everything transmitted to me came from my maître de ballet, Pierre Ambert, and from what you hear, I have many friends now in Paris and knowing ex-artists who can tell you stories and whether they were the hairdresser at the time or the old technical staff or the maître d's in the restaurant, you, you can only learn how Bluebell was and you can read how she was and people can tell you how she was. There's many people who can tell you the, the stories of Bluebell and how she was, but I think it's not only Bluebell, it's the icon of the, the Lido, how the Lido was I I was trained within the Lido from being uh, well 23 24 years old until I was uh, I was on stage there until 36 but um, there's a, a certain way that it has to be the the excellence the elegance the femininity to be a bluebell how you I know when we, we go away on events and tours you you take a group of 10 girls through an airport but the airport that all the heads turn because there is a group of young ladies who have an aura about them. They're tall, they're very classy, they're fun, um, they're normally pretty. Yeah. <laughs> and they make, they make people, you know when there's a group of Bluebell girls 
you 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 know that they're that's them and um and they're they're always charming because they they when they're on tour when they're on events then well the girls are nice the whole company's nice yeah they're, they're a great group of young people but um we they know what's expected of them too and we we're, we're portraying an image an image that has been since 1947 that we have to keep we have to keep the image which uh, bluebell would have expected and the clerico family yeah and the 75 year anniversary is coming up of the lido because that's just why i really want to do the stories of the lido specifically like those of you who are there and i have some friends we were there that had worked before it had changed over because it's not the same building it was and I I want to hear those stories I'm trying to find some of these ladies that actually worked in like in the 40s like during the war like the the occupation like there's stories that I hear little bits of that I want to hear more. I'm sure that's so amazing we'll have to ask and really find maybe we can maybe we can do that and uh, we can try and help you on that yeah so I would love to hear those stories because even the Moulin Rouge and the Lido being in the same city, they're, 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 diff- they're so different. And I know there's probably a lot of similarities, even that Bluebell had dancers at both, but the Lido has its own frame of its own expectation, its own lineage of, of like how it's kind of set apart. And like we were talking also how the show changes, like this one is very contemporary, but it's still, it hasn't diverted from what the Lido has been which is, it overlaps with Bluebells, but it's, like you said, it's not just Bluebell. The Lido has its own iconic expectation. Yes. So have you, have you heard many of the stories of what that theater has gone through over these years of working well, there? Some, sometimes you, you do hear the stories and, and especially in moments like the, the Bluebell reunion, that's where, you know, you manage to, to meet people. Um, and uh, yes, I, I know certain people who tell me great stories. So uh, I, must, I must pass you their names. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can contact them. Yes. Well, if, if that 75 year reunion is going to happen, I will be there, but I just like, I want to just sit and have a, a glass of champagne or wine or anything and just hear everybody's stories because everybody wants to share them. When we were waiting to even register, we're all, we were in line for a long time because that was like a lot of people to get through, but it gave us more opportunity to talk to people in line that you felt like you knew, but you weren't even in the sh- same show. And we just started telling our stories and I go, everybody wants to share. Wonderful. It's wonderful that, um, it is wonderful that uh, there is so much history. It's historic, uh, um, and that there it's it's a very it's a it's a true legacy, and um, and I think, as you say, for the seventy five years, I, I I do hope that there will be a reunion there, and and I'm sure we will be absolutely we will be delighted to see you there, Sherry. Uh, <laughs> absolutely, and uh, that's uh, that's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah, it will be, it'll be really fun to see the show with and interviewing and get to see them on stage doing what they do and then to celebrate it with some of these bluebells that will be back for another reunion because before we even left, we were asking when the next one was going to be because we were like, this was amazing. I want to do it again. Yeah. I have, I have a question because um, I think people here, they come in the States, they don't, they know more about the Moulin Rouge probably because of the movie and now the musical. Yes. And I keep, and Lido and I keep posting pictures because I, I love, uh, I like both, but I just want to keep, I mean, like, there's also this, but in, in Paris is the Lido, 
do people in Paris come to the show or is it more like people from out of town? Like who are your audiences normally? We, we have a mixed audience. We have a French audience, obviously. And we also have um, our, our foreign clientele. Um, we, we have uh, in the French side, we have the French tourists who come from all over France. Then we have the enterprises who come within, especially in the, in the winter season for the, all their Christmas events and their work parties. We have um, in the daytime, quite often the Lido is used as a showroom. Um, so big companies take rent it out for convention and then also ask for a part of the show or they come back in the evening for the dinner show, which is fabulous. You know, these are all, um, uh, projects that we work on and the, the the management and the direction hire do all that in the in the sales and the marketing for those reasons yeah so do the end of two shows a night you have a dinner show and a late show yes yeah we still do uh, normally two shows nightly so we're really hoping to come back strong uh, in uh, in a few months time after this period and and to restart because the wish of the artist it's um is to to go back to their business you know yeah i've talked to i talked to jeremy and renee like you can't just be sitting at home watching tv and then get back into that show you they have to keep training they have to and also just your mental emotional state to yeah, make sure definitely. physical mental and um and also it's a it's uh something's been taken away from them and yeah. they can't do their passion they can't do their daily job so we have to motivate to to train daily and i can see on the social media that my artists are all training and um and it's very difficult because when you're confined into small apartments if they which some of people were in paris or they may have left to go to the country to their houses or to foreign countries um they have more room, but it's, it's, a, it's a true determination to keep training daily throughout this period. But um, when you know that's your job, yeah. you have to be in shape to do that because if not, it's not only to physically be correct, it's also that we, don't, uh, we can avoid injury when we come back, you know, and then it's only physical training, but then we have to redance, you know. So, yes. so important for them all to keep... Uh, on their toes and to keep going and to keep well here, you know, it's uh, in the mind to keep physically and mentally correct, you know? Yeah. Cause the zoom, like we were holding virtual dance days at my studio and some people, they just need, they're just so happy to move and they're happy to uh, connect. So we were doing Facebook live. And even if you can't see them, they're so happy that they still yeah. have their dance community. And some of them like, I'm just going to lay here and, and watch you dance. Cause pe people are just feeling all the things. But if you yeah. know, you don't have that luxury that you have to keep training there. There's that motivation. Like I, I don't want to be winded. I don't want to get injured. And I really am. So that's why when I talk to It's so about important. Oh. It's so important to, to look after your bodies and, and uh, whether you be in a professional sense or in a, um, in a, in an injury, you're taking it as a, a loisir, as a, a fun, um, activity and hobby you know dance and sporting activities you you have to be very sensible in them because it's quite easy to to injure yourself if not you know look after your bodies train well eat well be healthy nutrition <laughs> as we go yeah super important. and it's a very important part of a professional dancer to always keep on top so that you avoid injury because if you're injured once and you're injured badly you know that can hold with you for a long time uh, it's also very important for artists nowadays uh, well 
even from before to look after themselves with the bianet you need to to go for physio treatment you need to go for massage therapy you need to have the relaxation you need to know when you feel a pain um, that's the time to move on because if not they will come to a point where they're not able to achieve something in their nightly job you it's very um it's quite uh, tough you know the, the the girls are in eight centimeter heels uh, you do two shows nightly um, you go up and down the stairs which is four floors many times throughout the evening it's the knees the ankles the feet and I know we're, we're trained as professional dancers but it's not only what's seen on the stage oh yeah stage which is a big major part of the the fitness and the and the speed of what the show runs at the, the backstage show is also uh, very physical and energy energetic fast changes and running back and forth this thing when people go to the gym to do a stairmaster like the, the, you're doing a stairmaster every, every they're night definitely of- doing a stairmaster and oh. <laughs> definitely done a few stairmasters in the two shows at night yes yeah but I love that you're talking about the importance of paying attention because I feel like in some dance world, you just dance through that pain, it doesn't matter. But you want dancers to be healthy, longevity, you know, to get the massage. I'm a massage therapist and I've always been wanting to enforce, like, this is so crucial. Don't wait till you're hurting so bad to address things that are like telling you, like, hey, you need to change what you're doing or modify or strengthen or take a break. And I feel like the dance mentality is like you just push through it and cry or whatever don't show yeah, your tears many of us many of us sherry went to schools the the high top schools that quite often it was you were trained and you went through a pain barrier of physical muscle energy that you probably will never experience ever than when you were at your dance diploma in schools um but you didn't say that you were in pain you just did it and uh, that's how many of us were trained and, and, and sometimes from all different nationalities we have I have 13 or 14 nationalities of dancers which is wonderful but every nationality is different as well um, you know sometimes you're not allowed to say you're in pain you have to continue or sometimes you know you weren't allowed to, you would never have thought to say you were in pain because you might have thought that somebody would think you were weak um you know so and sometimes you don't want to say your pain they some artists you know you you feel a, a slight pull and everything and maybe we now we try to train people to to be able to say okay i've got a pain there i'm going to go and check that out now before it gets worse but we all have done it that you leave yeah. it until the injury is more than just a slight twinge of a pain. So, you know, we have, we have on-site physiotherapists, uh, osteopaths, and um, uh, um, oh, uh, chiropodists for the feet, which, you know, all these people can pinpoint the starting points and can suggest to our artists, you need to go further with that because it's important. It's important. Yeah. To, uh, to look after your body, to take care of yourself, your health care and your body, because we, it's, our, it's our tool, it's, our, it's what yeah. we use, it's our equipment. And if the, if the tool isn't working, then, then we can't keep going. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the best motivation. And also, I love that you have that on site, because I feel like if you don't have that, people will put it off or 
Yeah, yeah we don't great. have it daily, but we have it weekly, twice a week, and um, we just sign in for it. Or when there's an urgent, uh, an emergency, we can um, we can call the right people to make sure that uh, the artists are looked after. And we try to, we have to now with health and safety in the world as it is. It's a totally different story now. We have to follow up every injury and make a reporting of it so that we know how it happened, why it happened, and um, and and. and, and and is it a, a, a human error or was it a, a body part that saw well, quite often um, uh, physical energy and artists and athletes do have pain and an injury. So, uh, but we have to check that something isn't happening um, for the wrong reason, because yeah. it's so important to keep a fit and healthy company. There you go. And that's what we like to continue with all the time. So I, talk, I, we talked a little bit about auditions, but when people are at home right now quarantining, there's things they can be doing and also what you expect in an audition because I know like before people, you know, people could audition in other places, but right now you don't need to go travel the world to get dancers because they're coming to you. But you did say you're getting your dancers in places that you're seeing where there's, there's like, there's certain training that appeals to you, like how, you aren't just hiring French people. I love the international part, but you also... Yeah, we do. we do have, I think it's really important to have an international company and that's what's wonderful because already the personalities are all so different, um, different styles, different training. Um, we audition twice, twice a year in Paris, the open auditions. Um, and also uh, when people travel from afar, if they're coming a long distance, then we always try to make a private audition if we can. Um, very important to, to see the new talent. Uh, there's many artists in France who are working in many of the different shows who come back regularly. Sometimes uh, there'll be young artists who just need a little bit more experience and then they'll come back two years later and you think, wow, they've really changed and grown and developed. Um, but auditioning is a, is a very um, concentrated movement. It's, uh, uh, the, the day of the auditions is quite intense because if the talent is there, you know, you're, you're, you're studying, you're searching for it. Um, sometimes you have to pull out of a character. Um, you can see that there's more inside and you want them to go further to show you if they can achieve what you're asking them. Or maybe somebody just has a weakness or maybe they've never developed that way or maybe, maybe somebody's never told them to fuete in that direction or to use this talent to do that. And along with my captains and my assistants, we, we try and pull out and if we see somebody's young talent, just because the, maybe the audition routine isn't perfect, but it's what the talents are there. If the classical training is there, we can always mold. And um, yeah, it's, it's a very interesting uh, day, the day of auditioning. Yeah. Because if someone was, I really would love to have some of my dancers go audition. I will come with them for another reason to come back to Paris and see the show. <laughs> but yeah. like, I feel like a lot of people are ill-prepared for what they're auditioning for. And I think the assumption sometimes is they're going to walk in feathers and they're going to kick a little bit. And I think a lot of times, like if you're going to fly all the way to another country, you need to be prepared for what you're expected. And like, sometimes be like, Oh, I wish I had known that. Is there anything like before you audition, here's what you should be working on. This is really important. Um, if you're going to really go for this. Um, I think uh, I think you have to be very open-minded because you never, you, yeah, you can know that you're auditioning to be a bluebell girl, but you don't know the choreography you're going to have. Like if you go to audition for the Rockettes, you don't know what they're going to give you when you arrive. Or if you go to audition for the Contemporary Company, you can expect that it won't be 
cabaret that you're going to do. So you have to be open and you have to do your research of what the style is of the show, if you can research yeah. it. So it doesn't take long to research a, a, a large show like the Lido de Paris. Um, the training is so important. Your base training is so important. When I see dancers who come and, and they have a difficulty to do a, a correct single pirouette or to have an arabesque with a, that's not extended and in a batman they're supporting legs bent, then yes, I don't say that they're badly trained, but remember your technique. Remember how you were trained. The base training is so important. Everything else can be released around it. But the base training has to be there so that we can go forward and see where you're going to go in the future styles that we're going to teach you. Well, like you said, the four shows have been very different that you've done. This one has a really wonderful contemporary, but also the, the ballet, the swan thing is classic, classical ballet. So I feel like each show, even if you got used to one show, you can't just assume the next show is going to be... Because is it different choreographers for the Yeah, team? yeah, yes, different, diff definitely different choreographers. Uh, for Paris Marveille, it's Benoit Um, who is uh, French, but worked a long time in America. Um, for Bonheur, it was Craig Revel Horwood and Nick Thompson. And for C'est Magique, it was Joan Pelthorpe, American, and... Uh, I worked with Joan Palethorpe in oh, 1982. Lady. Oh, I, didn't I know loved she... her choreography. Oh. Yeah. Okay, that makes me and, happy. And um, Jamie Marshall. Yeah, that was. They were great. Uh, that was one of my favorite shows that I did. Yeah. yeah. A little bit more of a funkier feel. So, yeah. so yeah, the t the the next show, like that's going to be a whole other fun challenge for the dancers to have to switch up the whole style and the whole show that yeah but we we're only five years in so the shows normally go at least 10 years so uh yeah. you know with the expense and the cost yeah we kind of lost you there we still there we're on a little there we go you know many of the down work oh oh we were sorry. getting a little okay <laughs> we cut, cut in then sorry we're I, kind of happy but that's okay everybody knows we're doing a zoom covid <laughs> okay zoom covid so but um yeah i just lost my track there sorry yeah uh... oh, about when the new show comes in yeah i mean the, the, we're not hoping for a new show just yet because we're only five years into uh paris Marvey. but when we do um yeah there's there's many events that we do different choreography and different styles and you know the artists work in different creative worlds as well they can work outside if they wish to and i i, I allow them to do that which we were always allowed to do because it's so important to to expand and to grow and to work with other people is where the artists and to do other styles is where the artists um uh, grow and learn you know yeah yeah, because I feel like if you were restricted only that, you would probably get bored and not stay as long as if you get to do this wonderful show and still be growing. Have other opportunities as well. And use, some people don't, but most artists do wish to develop and, and, and to grow wider daily. So if they can do it, they will. So this has been so much fun to talk to you because that, again, I keep going back to how wonderful that reunion and getting to dance with you on the stage and here we are in our respective homes. But as we're ending, is there anything um, that you could share of just that has been where your biggest joy comes from what you're doing? Like what is it that gives you the, the biggest smile in your, in your work that you're doing? 
Um, I think uh, I think to be to drive home after long long days which are busy and you you've achieved to do to make with the artist when you achieve with the artists a great performance a great event and um, and you can see that your artists and your team are happy uh, that makes you come home and you you think yeah we did a good job there or when we go and we we make events or we have um, uh, private events and we do special special routines and choreographies and um, and you, you see your achievements that you, you your your artistic talent that you give to the artist and they make happen you can say yeah that they, they're great moments it's a great sense of achievement but also it's also to to know that um, you know uh, we have Still, after all these years, we the Lido de Paris is on the Champs Elysees, 116 Avenue Champs Elysees in Paris with the Bluebell Girls uh, and the Lido Boy Dancers in the legacy of Bluebell, Lido de Paris, the Famille Clerico. That that's that's a, that's just enough, really, to know <laughs> that, we're, that we're all still part of it. And and when we can join together talking to you ladies who've come from those years ago and those past moments that's that's a nice feeling to it's a nice yeah. feeling to share to share with everyone and and all the, the the strong friendships which many of your interview ladies have spoken about is is the moments of the joining together and becoming very strong as groups um within within the lido um, and the bluebell land is uh, i think it's very very touching and very you know, it, it, it stays with everybody. But um, for myself, I just know that it's a, it's a wonderful place to be. Very happy to be there. Try to do my best for the artists um, and to make the, the Lido Bluebell um, continue. And mm. continue in, an, in a nice way, a correct way. And we have some wonderful, talented uh, artists and I'm very proud to, to work with them, yeah. That is a perfect place to end. Yeah, when you get to love what you do, that's the absolute best. So I think I may have lost you. Oh, Thank no, you for having me next time. Meet, that you come and meet uh, and come and do some of your interviews with us with great pleasure. So, so love that. And when, if that 75 year is gonna happen, we now have a way to get the word out so fast because of social media. So I think that will be just a wonderful thing to celebrate and get to meet you in person again. Well, I kind of met you. <laughs> I got to you. live my best life on that stage. So thank you so much, Jane. Be You're welcome. Well, and I hope you get on that stage soon. Thank you. <laughs>